We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. joining us once again for another episode of the homebrew review joining me once again this week is micah mike virgil and hope and we will be taking on this week uh, more of the same we are slowly uncovering what is going on with this kind of thief network what is going on within the city with all this craziness but before we get started i will let everybody get their introductions this is micah bringing back mr tracy fishhead the penguin detective uh, last week was kind of bonkers. Um, I am still picking gray matter out off of my uh, <laughs> off of my brass knuckles. Slapper, slapper. My flapper, slappers. And I get the, I get a strong feeling from some of the features I'm getting that there's going to be a whole lot more of the same going on. Going into 12th level, we gain some interesting abilities. <clears throat> the seeker gets the seize the chance ability, which uh, allows me to make a as when I hit with two attacks in one in the same round, I can use a bonus attack or action to make a, an additional weapon attack against that against the same creature. So, smacky, 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 smacky. Um, I also gain a new enhancement to my secret pursuit, the no escape ability, which gives me advantage on survival checks to follow tracks and gain a lot of information about that. Additionally, my small penguin now counts as a medium-sized penguin for the purposes of grappling and shoving enemies. So, you know, we encounter a large enemy, he's going to be grappled by a penguin. I'm going to make this happen. Other than that, getting more spells to do more ridiculous things, I have to say, Metabot, well done for making some really interesting spells that I'm looking forward to using. Uh, Arcane Joust, I'm hoping to bring into play. Hopefully we get a bot that I can use it on that will really... just kind of have to wait and see, so... Looking forward to another fantastic, gritty, noir adventure as uh, Tracy Fishhead. Hey, it's Mike. I'm back with Luminea, Bright Hearts, and at 12th level, I've taken Sentinel Defeat, which allows me to do some things with opportunity attacks and also get a swing on someone who targets someone near me. Uh, Celestial Resilience comes from the Celestial Pack Warlock feature. Uh, after a short or long rest, I gain temporary hit points equal to my level plus charisma modifier, so that'll be 17. Uh, also, team members within a specific uh, range, when that ability triggers, they receive temporary hit points equal to half my level plus charisma modifier, so that will be 11. 
Uh, my two new invocations for this level, I'll have Thirsting Blade, so now when I attack with my pack weapon, I'll get two attacks, and Life Drinker, where I'll add five necrotic damage to all melee attacks. And I finally got Mystic Arcanum. I took from the Xanathar's Guide, uh, Investiture of Flame, which I'll show you later. That's awesome. Everyone, this is Virgil with Clyde Dark Willow, the Pirate's Halfling Rogue of Breakthrough. Uh, or the Breakthrough Rogue. Uh, this breakout ability where I can give the sneak die to someone else is super fun. Uh, helping uh, Tracy Fisher brain people and just give that extra 46 uh, at level 8 uh, to those unarmed attacks was something you know, basically doubling damage every single time, which was awesome to see. Uh, really helps, really helps everyone else be, show off their class way more. Uh, hoping to do even more of that. Uh, now that level 12, uh, at the rogue gets the ability scores twice. Uh, once at level 10 and at 12. So with those, I have maxed out my decks. Uh, so that'll be nice. At level 11, I get the rogue ability, Reliable Talent, so any ability check I make that I add my proficiency bonus, if it is a 9 or lower, it is it counts as a 10, which will be nice on a few abilities because I'll be able to roll really high consistently. Um, uh, level 9, my rogue archetype gets the Brother in Arms feature, which I can roll initiative for an ally, and the ally can, uh, chooses the higher of the two. So that'll be nice as far as teamwork, you know. If someone rolls really low, I can choose to roll initiative for an ally and help bump them up a little bit. Uh, yeah, now that I have the 66 for my sneak attack, I'm expecting to do even more damage and help my allies do more damage as well. Hi, this is Hope. I play Arla Nothin. Uh, last game was pretty fun. I got a lot of really neat draws from my deck, and those cards were really fun to play. Uh, one of the things that I found was really easy to do was to break the deck point system. The deck points are what you use to draw the card and put it into your hand. And there are way too many ways to get that done. So if I wanted to, I could spend my entire turn and have a full hand of cards. And that was that just takes the fun out of it. It's supposed to be more of a rare occurrence to be able to use your cards, and it's supposed to actually mean something to grab your card. Especially when at lower levels, a lot of the abilities were, all right, get a deck point back after you take damage and you from your deck dice. So you roll your damage and you draw a card, and that made it mean something. Well, now I don't ever have to use that because I can just keep using shuffle whenever I want to and just get new cards in my hand. So I decided not to do that even though I found the way to do that. I just kept it as uh, I would only shuffle my deck on a bonus action rather, rather than on an, any action and the bonus action. So that helped even it, even it out a lot more just to be able to do it once rather than if I wanted to shuffle, shuffle again and shuffle again, and that would be my full turn. So doing it on just the bonus action really helped even that out. Uh, going into level 12, one of the features is double lift. 
and thanks to Virgil for helping me find a way to make that one work a little bit better. The problem with double lift was he was switching his system up again so it didn't work correctly and so we changed it to uh, you still get to predict if the roll if the roll is odd or even but that roll you do it when you draw a card on your bonus action. So if you roll an odd and you predict an odd then you duplicate the effect but if you roll an odd and you said it was going to be an even then that just negates everything on that action. I also get three cards in my hand this time, so that's nice to have more of an option for what cards I can choose from when I've only been having two in my hand up until now. Where we will pick up this week, going back to the very first session, you guys came up against that priest with the holy symbol and some crazy things that had to do with that. Now that things have calmed down a little bit on the coastal side, there hasn't been nearly as many strange shipments um, smuggling and whatnot going in and out of the city, at least as much as you guys have noticed. It's time to tackle more of the interior problems. You've noticed that uh, while the coastline thefts, while ship uh, thefts and pirating and whatnot has uh, gone down, there have been more reports of break-ins and whatnot in temples, which is a little bit disconcerting. So you guys are tasked with trying to figure out who is stealing from the temples and how they're managing to not get caught. Many deities are not exactly absent. So the fact that somebody is able to get in and out of these temples, stealing holy artifacts, stealing money, stealing other things that may be there is, uh, is very troubling. So, oh, uh, and then before we get started, everybody list off their magic items and then we will start with this uh, adventure. Uh, Tracy managed to pick up a Ring of Evasion, so that horrible deck save that I have is now going to be a little bit less of a detriment, so thanks for that. Luminea acquired a Mantle of Spell Resistance, so I will now have Advantage versus Spell Attacks. Uh, Clyde got himself uh, some Scale Mail uh, Armor of Resistance, uh, which is attuned to Radiant Damage, which, going into Temples, might be nice to have. (laughs) Arla got the gloves of missile snaring. Uh, this allows me as a reaction to catch the ranged hit that I've received and reduce the damage by 1d10 plus the dex modifier. With that new ability you picked up, Micah, being able to launch yourself, could she catch you if she reduced the damage to zero? That would be awesome. <laughs> Wait, yeah. which ability did I get to launch? Did she say you get a spell or something like that that allows you to launch yourself like a missile? Like yeah, yeah. The lance. The arcade joust, it, it just lets me... I, I don't actually... I actually travel and in a straight line and then bounce back to my original location. God, gotcha. I was hoping that like, you would yeah. use it against her and like, she just catches exactly. it. Like, I mean, I can always... Uh, no, as I say, I can always use my, uh, my, my dark palace, but that teleports me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We will go ahead and get started. So you guys uh, have exited whichever guild you were talking to last and have once again been tasked with figuring out what is going on with these temples. How are these foes getting in and out of them without being caught? I suggest we head on down in Casey's Joss houses and see if we can glean a little bit of information about what's going on in them. All right. What temples and where? Or where where are you going to go search for information? Have there been any temples that seem to be more targeted than others? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, where is my sort of adventure map? Uh, in the Faerunian Pantheon is the one that we're going to use for this. 
Uh, believe it or not, the one that is being hit the most is Taimora, the uh, goddess of good fortune. She has been hit more than the others, but you also think that it has to do with the fact that many of her worshippers are the wealthier of the people. Which is understandable. I'd say that, uh, say we go down to the Temple of Timoria. Timoria? Yes, Timoria. I'd say we head on down to the Temple of Timoria and see, uh, see what's cracking down there. You head down to the temple, and obviously it's grandiose as it is uh, goddess of good fortune. So think white marble, think gold statues, think very, very upscale, very posh um, as you're going up to the temple. Who would you talk to? Would you talk to one of the head priests, some of these uh, acolytes, some of the worshippers? Who would you approach? The very shifty looking evil man in black robes? <laughs> uh, is there one of those? No, there's not. Oh. See, I'd probably start with the acolytes since they're usually in here the most. And I'm more likely to see things than, you know, worshippers or the high priest that just kind of flouts about. All right. You approach one of the alkalites, and um, you see a small group of three of them uh, that seem to be sorting through donations that have been given. They're kind of all standing around a large bowl and whatnot, counting out coin, uh, stacking them into appropriate piles and whatnot. This small group. Hey, fellas, you see any shady characters around here lately? Not including us. <laughs> Good thing you made the distinction, because he was just about to point to you guys uh, when you said that. He said, uh, no, not really. We haven't seen a whole lot of uh, shady characters in these parts. Uh, that would be the Temple of Baal, you know, just down the lane. But we do occasionally get worshippers or acolytes that, acolytes that are down on their luck that do come in. Um but, you know, after praying to the great goddess Timora, uh, she changes their their luck for them. We're just, we're just trying to lay a finger on who might be pulling the reins on these uh, on these temples around here. So we're trying to get a little bit more information about what may have been taken, how how often you guys have been hit, since we know that you have been hit the most out of everyone. Right, go ahead and roll me an uh, insight check. 25. Okay, you're able to tell when he says, "Oh, well, we we've been hit, but it wasn't. It's 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 not that bad. Other temples have been hit too. We're we're not hurting that much. You can tell they're really trying their hardest to downplay how much they have been been slammed." I'm smelling something hinky around here, boys. Now I want you to level with me. All right, give me a persuasion check. Yeah, and anybody that wants to be doing their own thing, solid also. Yeah. Would it? Would you guys just be kind of standing around, or would everybody be? Kind of doing their own thing. What would you guys be well, doing? Well, since this is a place of good fortune, if you have good fortune, you should be gambling. There people who can strike up the game with. You think you see a game of something going on over kind of where they're having some food and whatnot? Uh, you know, Virgil, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd probably just be looking around. I'm not probably with uh, Tracy, just kind of looking around, not doing a whole lot. Okay. 18. 18. Uh, and then did I have you... 27. Okay. For persuasion. They're, they're, uh, well, we've had a lot of acolytes that, like, join the temple and then leave after a couple of months. And it's, it's starting to get kind of obvious that they're not just here for the, the free housing and the guaranteed employment when you get done, the 401k and dental plan. <laughs> 
got any names or direction you can point us in where we can find some of these temporary acolytes that you speak of? They haven't really come from any particular place. They they just show up. They have their robes and symbols and letters of approval. And we let them in. That's all they've ever needed before. Can I see one of these uh, letters of approval that you talk about? Yeah, let, let's go get them. And they, they, one of them would go off and the other one would be making small talk with you guys while the one runs off to go get the letter. Because I got a I gotta feeling that these letters of approval may not be on the up and up. All right. Virgil, you notice as you're walking around, there are plenty of worshippers that are here, but many of them don't seem to be living up to the grandiose of the um, temple itself. So while this is a temple of good luck, a lot of the worshippers don't look like they've had very good luck at all. Uh, They look like their clothing is, you know, it's nice, but it is definitely, you bought that suit at Goodwill, Goodwill for the one concert you had to have it for. You know, so it's nice clothing, but it's not, it doesn't fit the people there. These are the acolytes or the people worshiping? The worshippers, because you said you're just kind of wandering around. Yeah, wandering around, just kind of scoping the place. Yeah, so you would notice that that a lot of the people within the temple aren't exactly the wealthiest themselves, even though the temple is obviously very well off. You notice that a lot of them are not shifty, but they're, they're all kind of looking each other. You know, scaling each other up, sizing each other up, that kind of a thing. Uh, is there a place where a lot of the, like, some of those shadier people or some of the acolytes that look a little down on their luckish, I guess, is there a place where they are kind of, is there a central area where all of them seem to be going, or... They're basically all waiting for the priest to bless them with Timora's good luck so that they can go off and do kind of whatever. You see, you know, they're all just kind of ho-humming, waiting, you know, maybe small talk a little bit. But the second that priest goes, and the blessings of Timora are upon you after doing whatever ceremony ritual he does, first thing they do is out the door. They're, They're ready to go test out that good luck. But you can see that all around the temple, there are obvious signs of wealth and everything all around them. And so a lot of them that are just kind of standing there watching kind of looking and whatnot and some of those gold statues and the coins and everything that are around. Oh, Temple of Good Luck. Holy Casino. Same thing. So, you notice that there's some worshippers in the back. Ones that aren't waiting to leave the temple before they start trying out their good luck. They go to the back pew and they start right there. So, you see that they got a game of cards going of some variety. It's, It's a game you're familiar with, but not not 100% know what's going on, but after you watch it for a few minutes, you kind of, you think you know what's going on. Are you going to try and take part in the game? Can't turn down a game. Alright, go ahead and we'll do the exact same thing, but this time we're going to let it be completely up to luck. So, you roll, and I roll. Whoever gets the higher d20 wins the game. How much are you going to bet up on this one? Blue 20 for the first one. Alright, 20 gold pieces. I rolled a 17. 15. All right, I won the first game. Try again? Since sleight of hand cons are my thing, can I try to see if I can... Yeah, go ahead. Roll higher than my 17 on a sleight of hand check. Okay. All right. That is a natural 20. All right, yes. Then you would be able to bump that roll up at a d4 to your roll. Because what did I roll? The 17, what did you roll? A 15? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and add a d4. 
All right, you were able to sneak that first one by, and uh, so you got 20 gold pieces with that one. They're like, ah, damn it. One of them gets up, and he gets back in line to get another blessing. There's another pew, there's another perisher there that has been betting. You going to take him on? Can't turn it down. All right, how much are you betting on this one? We'll go with 40. All right. Oh, I rolled a nat one. Two! <laughs> <laughs> 40 gold pieces. He cusses, throws his cards on the pew, and gets back in line. I grab his cards. <laughs> All right. Seems like your guys' luck isn't that great. All right. Go ahead. Uh, the the alkalite brings back this slip of approval, um, Tracy, and or this is signed letter. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Give this thing the up and down. Oh. That's 12. A 12? You're pretty sure this looks authentic? I mean, you never, you don't really have a whole lot of experience looking at clerical seals of, you know, qualification. But you think it looks authentic. At least you, you recognize the symbol on it. It comes uh, straight from the head temple, the temple of Agma, not the head temple, but the temple of Agma and of knowledge and whatnot. Uh, they would be the ones that would train most of these priests and whatnot. I'm definitely going to want to take this up with them. Oh, wait, you mean take the letter? Either I take the letter or bring someone from the temple down here. <sighs> Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. They're kind of reluctant. Uh, that's a 21. Uh, we, we don't really have, we can't spare the map. That's, that's fine. Here, go ahead. He quit anyway, and they give you the paper. Alright, just gonna lean in with an intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good folks. He's no point. You just break the sword out of the sheath a little bit and just kinda lick the blade. <laughs> Crazy eye. Well, I'm gonna thank you for your time, gentlemen. Uh, be back if I learn anything of interest. Alright, they they bid you farewell and you all of you kinda follow out. Alright, you all follow out and uh, I'm assuming you're heading to the temple box. Yep. Alright, you head over to the Temple of Augment, and uh, it doesn't take very long, and you're easily able to find out that, no, we didn't do this. The seal isn't even raised on this. It's that we watermark all of the parchment that we sent, and this is clearly just somebody drew that on. How, how did they not know? So you're telling me these are 100% foreshore wrappers, and there's no way that someone who sees these every day can tell the difference that could be fooled by it. They should have been able to tell the difference. I don't know why they would have been fooled by it. I mean, we don't pass out that many of them. I mean, we only have maybe 10 or 15 people that graduate from, you know, into the priesthood. Uh, they, said they, they said they've been getting loads of applicants coming in bringing these letters of recommendation. That's that's impossible. I think we're going to have to go back down to the temple and uh, see if we can't muscle some more information out of these books. Okay. So you guys head back up that direction? Yep. We're going to definitely see if we can not only figure out who these folks are, but uh, who's... Uh, what's that? I think we should find the newest batch of recruits and inspect all of their paperwork. And find the ones that we can spot as workers. Maybe the latest back from the scratch and we can not only nail him, but figure out yep. who he's doing all this for. We could Good. sit around, play a couple games while we wait for a new batch if they're all gone. <laughs> So, you the guys are always looking for a chance to roll. Yeah. 
So you guys are going back over to the Temple of Timora? Yep. That's the thing about detective work, there's a lot of legwork involved. Yeah. You guys make it back over to the Temple of Timora, and you're very easily able to tell that the alkalites that are actually there are legit. You don't really see any fakes running around at this point. For having tons of applicants all the time, there's only like five or six acolytes wandering around plus the priest. How, of, how often do you, you guys, when do you guys expect to do that next batch of uh, greenies coming up? They just walk up with the papers. We, we don't know. They have all their stuff. Because I can tell you that we were just told by the uh, kind folks up at the Temple of Agma that they do not issue very many official. You know, we're talking maybe five or ten a year. Well, I thought that was an awful high number, but, I mean, uh, good luck. Of course everybody would want to become a priest of a goddess of good luck. He also informed us that the official documents are a lot harder to reproduce than what these look like. Well, we just send them to the head priest. They just have to show them to us, and we send them to him. He's the one that assigns them. That is some true information, I get it. We'll have a reward with the head priest. Okay. Before we go, yes. I'm going to persuade with the 25 um, that if they ever come across any more of these applicants, they'll let us know. Okay. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. Not, not even, not even. <laughs> you know what would be really helpful? Yes, yeah. if. No problem. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We'll let you know. So you guys are standing in line, and you're getting closer, and slowly closer. Checking your watches. Haven't been invented yet, but you're checking them. Almost up to the head priest, and all of a sudden you hear from the front door. Hey! And you see somebody with brand new white sparkly robes and a coin of Timora on their their chest and a scroll that looks faintly like the one that you got start walking up the steps. Why don't you go lean on your side for a little bit while we wait in line? I come with him. Okay, you come with him. Go ahead and guys, roll me a history check. Oh, All the intelligence. I was going to say, honestly, I'm going to come with as well. Just because for one, I want to see if I can pawn at that point. Uh, 15, even with a minus one. 19. You recognize this scrawny gaunt bastard anywhere. You kicked his ass once before, and he sees you guys, and his eyes go wide, and he takes off. I... Oh! Dum, 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 We'll go ahead, just chase scene, unless you're gonna, like, draw weapons and attack him in a temple. Um, I probably... <laughs> I'm gonna ray of frost him. <laughs> you would have been clear up with all sorts of perishers around. I'm gonna ray of frost him. Okay, go ahead and roll with disadvantage. <laughs> Letting you know if you roll low enough, though, you will hit somebody else. <gasps> wow! Wow! Oh. Talk about contrast. <laughs> that twenty and a nat one. Disadvantage. You rolled a nat one. I need you to roll me a d4. What? Mike. Really? Roll the attack roll. That's actually... Eight. Eight. It strikes you in the back and you're very cold, but 
you manage to continue on down okay. after the man. Yeah, I rolled a, like a six or seven. It's not going to hit you. Yep, no, you strike him, but it is not enough to really affect you, so you guys can't feel a chill breeze. Exactly, yes. Yes, it's just cold glare. So, do you guys continue down the streets following this guy? Yeah, Actually, where, where is this guy at? How far ahead is he? He was the length of the temple, so we're going to call it... Uh, we're going to call it 65 feet. Because I remember he he was right there, and then he turned and ran. How far could he have gotten out the door? Oh, yeah, yeah. These are like the front steps. So, he would have come up the steps, and then it's like big double doors right into the chapel type area. Okay. So, like, 65 feet from where you guys are at. Okay. Um, well, what I'd like to do is, as long as I can get inside of him, like, with my first movement, is that possible? Uh, you, if there's enough people here, I'd require at least an athletics or an acrobatics to get I can, through. I can athletics. Okay, go ahead. Plus eight. Uh, 22. 25. Huh. Yeah, you guys are able to kind of move your way around all these people as he's taking off. You get right to the top of the stairs, and he is at the bottom of the stairs, turning, going down the street. Okay, so that's one action for us that will... Let's go ahead, actually... Right with me. Yeah, let's go ahead, everybody roll initiative, and we will pick up with... You guys are at that, and you, you're still in line. Do you want me to actually roll? Because I'm... My Not if you're planning to, to go up. My intent is to question the head priest. Okay, yeah, no, then you can stay there. We don't need your... So, he rolled a 13. What did you guys get? What were you running after him? Yeah, but I never Arthur, got the chance to go. Do I was going to say, I got an 11, but I rolled. I get to roll initiative. Uh, oh, for one other person? Yeah, at the startup combat. Okay. So, who. I got a 7. Well, my plan okay. is to get inside of him and then dimension door right in front of him. That way, okay, I'm going to get past. I'm going to give it to you. It's at Use my sentinel ability to shut down his movement. Okay, then I rolled for you a 19 if you wanted. Awesome. Okay, and so... You and I are probably... We, would, would Virgil and I have been able to stay within uh, range of each other, five feet? Uh, pretty close, yeah. I'll say you guys could run side by side. Okay. Yep, so, okay. That's good, because I can bring <laughs> you with me. Yeah, while well, you were pushing people off, running in between their legs, excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, he is at the bottom of the stairs. Mike, you are up first. All right, well, I will cast Dimension Door. Uh, range of 500 feet, instantaneous... Teleport myself and a willing. What was that out there? There's a good glare on my page. <laughs> I can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed what I carry. I can also bring one willing creature of my size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its carrying capacity. Creature okay. must be within five feet of me when I cast this spell. Yes. All right. So, and we will. I will dimension door us. Mark down. That's what I'm three spells. And we will dimension door where I'm directly in front of him, and I'll have Virgil right next to him. Okay, uh, directly in front, uh, like like five feet in front, yeah. or okay. Like as long as there's not an object or anything that, that you know, I would teleport into. Yep. Yeah, nope. You're right in front of him. Both of you appear, and he like bullshit, but tries to get past you. Does he? Yes. So opportunity attack. Yes. All right. Um, yeah. Would this be his movement then? Or if we stop? Yeah, because it's an action to cast a spell, correct? Yes, so we move yep. and then I cast. So our turn, well, my turn ends. Yep, five um, feet in front of him. And then it is his turn, then it is Vern's. Okay, so as he makes the turn and tries to leave, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to try to hit him. We both get opportunity oh. attacks. Yes, you do. The AC is 10. 
Oh, then yeah, I got an 11. Okay, yeah. Woo! Okay, so I will hit him. Okay. So don't kill him. I, I hope I don't kill him. You can do non-lethal. non-lethal. Oh, is that just a thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, just okay. say, I hit him non-lethally with my greatsword. All right, so... He's wow. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> well, no. Um, if it's not lethal. He's, he's getting not lethal to hell. All right, so nine plus nine for 18 non-lethal. Um, and if it doesn't drop it, uh, the Sentinel ability says hitting it uh, with an opportunity attack reduces the target's movement to zero for the remainder of the turn. When you dimension door... You had Virgil grab one end of the flat of your blade in the sheath. You held the other end, and he clothesline nice. right into it, and boom, his head's on the ground. He, he's out. He's sleepy time. He had a pretty good roll on that. Thirty-two points. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, not only I appear just like <laughs> not not only did he get clotheslined by the flat of that blade, but Virgil. You stuck your foot out, too. So he, yeah, exactly. He tripped, smacked his face onto the blade, and then hit the ground. Nothing to see here, folks. It's good business. Yes, you guys immediately pick him up and weakened his Bernie's his ass down an alleyway. Good job. <laughs> now, Mike, it is your turn. You have six seconds to say as much as you can in this turn. No. We'll go ahead and break initiative here. Who would like to do their deal first? Patiently in line for my turn to see the head boost now. Okay. What well, would you guys take like? This guy somewhere other than the temple? Okay, he, you guys are right on the corner of the temple. So right at the base of the stairs. Pulling into an alley. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. Oh, sorry. Good friend. Let us help you. <laughs> Drag him oh, around. Oh, no. We're so <laughs> sorry that we accidentally bumped into you. We didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you take him out of the way of people who, it, it happens so quickly that they have no idea what went on. They're sure there's a bong! Exactly. Look around and be like, oh my. Exactly. I was just showing my rogue friend here the greatsword and you walked into it. <laughs> so you take him around an alley where you guys can't be seen, and what do you guys do? Wake him up and interrogate him or what? Yeah. Okay. So, and I've got a decent intimidate. Where do you go? Yeah, crap, charisma, but... I have a pretty good interpretation as well. And I, I would have caught up with them by now. Yeah, yeah, okay. you guys. Yeah. They didn't do teleport. Want, do we want to split up three and one, or would you like... Well, I ran off with you guys, because he's just waiting in line. Yeah, that's true. Alright, so what would you guys like to do? We'll take care of your guys' interaction first. Let's stick him in, the, in a corner, if there's a corner available. Yeah. And we'll just have... Did the five adjacent or the three adjacent squares one each of us? I'll be like right in the middle. Yeah, you guys back up against just the hoisting uh, the sword over my shoulder. Yeah, you you've got him kind of stuck between two pillars of the temple. You know, there's a wall behind him, two pillars. You just kind of stuff him in there. <laughs> sure. Oh, no, listen here, see. Oh my God, now I'm doing it. Kind of slap him to consciousness. He awakes and his eyes are huge. He's like, Oh God, not you guys again. Actually, I'm going to go with Persuasion first. Okay. Oh, I do have friendship. Give that a shot. Friends. So, all right. Well, we'll just go ahead and go with the Intimidate. I don't don't want to try to be nice. All right. So, 13 plus 9 for 22. Yeah. What? What? What do you want? The only way you get out of this alive is by letting us know before your papers. It's underneath the old temple. 
It's, it's just, just go. Let me go. Which temple? Show us. Yep. Um, don't make us use the sword. He doesn't like to use the sword. <laughs> he doesn't like to clean it. <laughs> Actually, I don't, don't have to make it because of the back blade. I can just let it dissolve yeah. and then summon it back later. Underneath the temple of Sarek, which you guys would know is the god of lies. Mm. How about inside the building? I can try. Inside yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sixteen. <laughs> Judging by the pool of urine underneath oh, the yeah. <laughs> he's probably not lying, or he just has a very weak bladder. Happens. Did you pee yourself as a bluff check? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <you're amazing>. <laughs> That's some good self control right there. I'm going to use that sometime. I'm going to use my wet self ability to make a deception check to pee yourself. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right. So under the temple is Where's the entrance? It's it's over on the other side. Because, you know, the, the temple district is kind of set up in a big wheel where you have kind of the different alignments all just kind of one step oh, off of each other, all the gods into this big wheel around the central hub. So you would know that it would be clear on the other side of town, kind of exactly opposite of Taimora. Okay. Trying to keep the uh, evil, nasty worshippers away from the good and pure worshippers. So a lot of times you let go of the little fish to catch the big fish. Why have you guys been infiltrating this temple? Or are there any other temples you're infiltrating? Do you not see the piles of cash that they ring in? It can't be just money. It's pretty much just money. Well, how about this? For all the troubles and all your own, we want to hand it over. I don't have any, obviously. All I have is my scroll and my robes. This is what you have pockets. That's a pretty nice holy symbol you got there. It's a fake. Here. And he pulls it off and hands it to you. Investigation. Seven. No, Twenty. There's enough gold on this thing to maybe make it worth a silver uh, or so, but it, it's definitely not a gold time or a coin. That's it? Nothing else? I just got there. You guys chased me out. Well, you probably have something to bet with. Not yet. Who do we talk to about these documents that you keep getting? Go to the temple. I want a name. I don't have a name. Do you think the God of Lies would give me a real name? I'll be enough, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AKA DM Bob didn't want to name this guy. Not yet. We've got two more episodes to do after this, you guys. Wait, didn't we kill him? No, you tied him up and threw him out the sewer grate. Remember? Oh, that's right. Was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel like I feel like we should do that again. Yeah. Oh god, not again you Tie him up You tie him up and you notice that there's a sewer grate yep. just, <laughs> That's exactly You what throw I him saying. in the sewer grate this time I want to punch him first, he's annoying <laughs> And he's unconscious again <laughs> Okay You dump him into the sewer grate He doesn't fall into the water part He just kind of Out of the ground below Now do we throw him back up so that people can try <laughs> I think just leaving him by the sewer is the way you Okay, he leaving him by the sewer. We're terrible. Completely Some of the guards. I'm a pirate. Some of the, some of the city watch and tell them that it's a guy by the sewers. He's up to no good. Okay. You guys are very easily able to summon him, and they take him away for the second time and rebook him. Can't wait to do that. Just He's the main baddie. No. So you guys then head over to the... Well, no, then we need to go. Micah, what are you doing? Waiting in line. Okay. 
I'm going to intentionally leave the silence here to totally simulate how boring it is to wait in line. For those of you who have never had to wait in line, <laughs> it is my... Alright, you get up to the head priest. What would you like to do? Good afternoon, you excellency. Doing a bit of an investigation in the rash of burglaries of local temples. Had a couple of questions for you. What can I do for you? I'll pull out that forged uh, certification document. Like, well, talked to a few of your acolytes, and it sounds like you've got a rather large influx of temporary recruits coming in and leaving. Uh, did a little bit of snooping around and came to find out that the letters of recommendation that you've been getting have been forged recently. Now, I'm not taking you for a high binder or anything, but uh, my boys just made a that I my crew just made that goose out there as, for, as a hatchet man for the little smuggling ring that we've been dealing with lately, and uh, we've been informed that these here documents are not well done. That someone who deals with these documents on a regular basis would easily be able to tell that they're unfortunate. So I was just wondering if you might be able to provide a little bit of insight. Okay, and would you hand him a scroll rolled up, or would you have already broken the seal to show it to him, or did you... Well, it was, it was one of them. It was, it was the... the the scroll that the acolytes have given me. So it's one that they've already looked at. Okay. He takes it from you to get a closer look, and you notice as he grabs it, the paper just real quickly shimmers a little bit, and it almost, third dimension, you know, seems to raise up where that symbol is. He's like, no, this... this I have a perception of 21. Yeah, you you would see that 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 raises up, and no, this seems correct to me. It's, It's... That's a pretty neat trick there, sir. It, he trick. It, it, he look. He take it back. The symbol sets back in. So somebody here is trying to get me to run around. Go ahead and make an arcana check. Huh. One thing I can. Well, I guess investigation. Uh, that's a twelve. When he's touched it, it breaks. When he handed it back, it went back down. It seemed to almost react to uh, I gotta think about how I want to word this. You guys would have been able to catch up back to him at this point. This does not bode well, sir. Because that means that either you are in on this kind of, on this ring, or the folks up at the Temple of Agma are. Or both. Now, I happen to keep it as a personal, almost a motto of mine, that when you have both sides of the story, you only need to work to get the last three quarters of it. <sighs> Mathing. Uh, <laughs> fractions. Damn it. Okay. So you give me one good reason that I'm going to toss your quarters, and I'll see what I can do about it, about making sure that this doesn't lead back to you. He's a little bit confused and slightly put off by threats uh, from you, so he says, I, why would I toss my own temple? I figured maybe you might be on the take, getting a little bit of a kickback from the, uh, from the smugglers. I don't need it. Here, I'll... Let me demonstrate for you. There's a, a rag or whatever on the altar, one of the alkalites left from polishing something. And he goes, just lifts it up, and there's six gold coins sitting under He grabs them. He says, I don't need the luck. He sets them back down. He throws the rag. The rag slowly settles down to the ground. And as you notice, you kind of follow it with your eye. And as you notice it, there's two more gold coins underneath the altar. It looks like somebody just dropped. He picks them up sets them there. He said, I have 
the best fortune that you can imagine. Okay, so then would you care to explain to me how this document changes on a physical level between the time when I hand it to you and the time that you hold it? It changes. Oh, yeah. God. Let me, let me see it. Hold it. Hold it for me. Holding it right now, you can tell that this is plain and simply 100% a forgery. Yes, that is. But yeah, when I hand it to you, his eyes go a little bit wide. He's really surprised by this effect. So that tells me either you're in on it, or that the Temple of Ogmai is in on it. All right. I'm going to jump in real quick. Yeah, we, we did. When we talked to the guy, mm-hmm. didn't he say that they were getting the forgeries from the Temple Yes. Okay, I'll jump in and mention that, that the guy we chased down told us that the forgeries aren't coming from the Temple of Ogmai, but from the Temple of Sur. Would you guys have picked up that scroll that he had on him and brought it in? Oh, yeah. We snagged everything he had on him except for the rooms. Yeah, this one's totally 100% sealed still with the wax. Do you, what do you do to it? I'll hand him the seal. He grabs it, pops the seal, it's raised. Hand it back. Disappears. Sorry to take up your time, good sir. It seems like we need to go investigate some uh, liars. <laughs> what a coin still cable. He would have handed them to, like, put them in an altar basket for something. Like, say, I want that priest to follow me everywhere. <laughs> I like that. All right, so you guys exit the temple then? I know it doesn't mean much, but I'll toss him a couple of golden apology. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. shaking you down. He was talking to somebody, and just all of a sudden, he stretches his arm out, and the coins that you tossed just land in his hand. Just say, that dude is the luckiest. We went to taunt, you know... We went to interrogate him, and he got paid. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. All right, so you guys make your way over to the Temple of Sirik, I'm assuming, now. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Okay. This is not somewhere I enjoy being. All right, as you guys get closer, you realize that a lot of the temples around this area aren't the kind of place you would be really comfortable with. Um, as this is kind of the shadier for lack of a better term, side of uh, the temple district, where the chaotic, where the evil, where the not evil, but just not very nice people are. So, like, you've got, of course... Not the family. Not family, yes. No, you've got Sirik, the god of lies, has a temple here. You've got Bahal has a temple of murder here, but it's not exactly one that you openly walk into. Um, you've got Bane, God of Tyranny. You've got Mask, God uh, Thieves. So there are several of those type of temples here. And the weirdest part about Sirik's temple doesn't look like a temple at all. It looks just like a normal building. It's a lie. It is a lie. But it's a cake. It's a- <laughs> Yes. It's actually a, t- a house that's supposed to be a temple. That is actually just a house. The biggest lie. Huh? My God. Yeah, I know. Mind blown. So, you guys approach this building, and what do you do? Didn't our our squealer tell us that the entrance was on the east side? He said, yeah, the other side. The other side? Oh, you said the entrance was in the tunnels. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try this. Penguin smash. Bring the building down. Can you grapple the building? No. <laughs> I'll knock on the door. Flappers of destruction. We are leaving to profane the god of ten- the god of lies. Instead of coming to worship. Okay. Nobody answers. Well, 
door opens. Of course, why not? Pull my head in. Goodbye! Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> you see within it, there are... It's typical... Not typical, because nothing is typical about evil temples, but... Um, Lots of worshippers in colors of black and purple sit amongst the pews, as well as a head priest, you can only assume, uh, also in robes of black and purple with a jawless skull uh, hanging from a uh, uh, chain on his chest. Look through any staircases, kind of get a feel of the room. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. That 20. Ooh. All right, yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell that there's a main worship area here, and there's four secret passages hidden amongst this hallway. You catch all four of them, just... Yeah. Are there any of them that have people coming or going through them? Like anybody in white robes? Like the Timora? Not that you've seen. But you literally just poked your head in the door and said, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about... Doing something along the lines of, you know, backwards speaking, I want to ask him some questions. But A, I'm not sure I want to actually talk about it. B, trying to word that would be very odd. <laughs> and this is how we spend the rest of the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Tracy, I found four. There are four secret inches always in this room. Inside check. Where the temple lies. That is a 23. The doors are lying. They're not actually secret. Everybody knows they're there. They just appear to be secret. Two. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what you're inside checking. Making sure that he's not lying to me. God, oh, God. I'm just giving you that look. Gotcha. Which is like... Okay. All right, then. Which one do you think we should take? Good question. I like games. This is picking the number of the door. I got this. We shall enter door number two. So don't go through the door number two. <laughs> Alright, there's uh, door right, left, another 15 feet forward, another right, left. Which one would you choose? Well, since left is always right, then we go right. Because in the Temple of Lies, right is wrong. Right. Christ. Correct. <laughs> so we'll go to the first door on the right. First door on the right. Well, it's the first one. Or is it the second one on the left? What do we mean? <laughs> and this is how I broke players. I'll just start walking through the door. You, Bob. All right, which door? First or second the, one? The actual right or left? The the actual first door on the right. Okay. The Making actual... no pretense of sneaking because I'm lying about being stealthy. Okay. <laughs> they make no move to stop you as you push open the secret door. Why? Christ. You see within the secret door a kitchen. Never mind, it's a temple of lies. Okay. It's actually a bathroom. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> as we go back out, I'll look for a very obvious looking door. Not one that looks like there a secret door. You are in a hallway with four secret doors and a large worship chamber in front of that. Then, of course, the door you first came in. Let's do the next one in front of it. All right, the next door on the right, you open up. It's full of nothing but something. I trick all the pockets. Color. Huh? What color? Black and purple. I trick all the pockets. I'll push on the back door of the closet. Huh? Narnia opens up. 
anything in the pot. All right, you guys, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, found your people. <laughs> yes, go ahead and give me a perception check while you're in the closet. Pass at 21. Oh, yeah, I guess I'd be enough. You'd already kind of be expecting lots of that kind of stuff. You do find a hidden door behind the closet. Uh, I open up the hidden door and the hidden door. The hidden door and the hidden door. You open it up onto the staircase going down. <laughs> Told you it was door number two. Well, we had to go through door number <laughs> one before we could get to door number two. Well, technically, this is door number two to door number three was in door number two. I just grabbed my sword and start walking. <laughs> I'm with him. You walk down and you find yourself in a large cut-out chamber. There appear to be a large open room and uh, what you think you're right right here. So a large open chamber and there appear to be something down here. Keep my eye out for anything hinky. Alright. Because your passive perception check is so high you're able to find the pit traps and easily avoid them. As you are going down, you come to kind of a split Obvious here. trap, obvious traps. Exactly. Uh, you guys come down this way, and once again, with your very high passive perception, you find a secret door and a wall down here, and this opens up into a area with a bunch of beds. Do the beds look used? Yes, they are very much used. Nobody's in them right now, but... Good Yes, good but uh, they aren't used right now, but they have been used in the very recent Take a look around for any clues that might, might you know, all the information we can get is information we can use. Yeah, you do find there's footlockers at the base. You do find some of those fake Tybora amulets down there, as well as several of the other uh, uh, temples as well. Fake holy symbols. We'll gather these up. Gather these up. We'll give them my pack for uh, evidence. All right. Other than that, you don't find a whole lot else. A couple of quills, some ink, um, you know, for writing these kind of things, but it could be for writing anything, really. Uh, and then you do find the two secret doors because you're passive and kindly. Um, we'll go through the keeping in line with the right is left and left is right. We'll go through the secret door on the right. Okay. The right would be that, that, one. that one there. All right. So you go into that door. And the first thing you notice when you enter it is the smell. It smells like nasty ink, moldy parchment. Paper making is disgusting smell. I am going to take a step outside, Up. take a deep breath. For 15 minutes. For 15 minutes. You walk through. I'm not smelling this crap. Yes, you walk through, and they are definitely have some sort of massive operation going down here. They, they're making their own parchment to make it look exactly like what these scrolls are written on. They have the right ink. They have all that they need down there, as well as some calligraphy-type tools for, enchant, for, you know, for, for writing that enchantment on them, that when the head priest touches it, because they would be the one that inspects it, they're able to raise the symbol. A minor illusion is cast on the paper. First things first, go ahead and grab a couple of these tools and carefully bag them up as evidence. Yes. Then I take a couple and put them in my bag. Thumbs. Look, do don't question it, it just works. Okay. He has a system. <laughs> I, got, I got two flippers and a beat. Okay. It works. Okay. Torch the rest. No! Right. I take some. I make money off this. Okay, you take some. Torch the rest. There's a door How to much the is south. Huh? How much is this stuff? I'll figure it out later. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll go through the door to the south. 
go into the door of the south, and it opens up into another large room. There are three exits coming off this room, as well as the secret door that you're pretty sure goes back up. Um, to the right? To the right. Take it back now, y'all. Yeah. Do you hop this time? Okay. Hopping is what I do best. Yes. As you come around the corner of the right, you guys stop and immediately step back. This room is full of all sorts of people in different priest rooms, different colors. Oh, well, towards the rest. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. It's the lying. It's getting to it. It's the brain. If you will remember, investiture of flame. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, technically, you can torch. You can torch the rest with your body. Would you Would you go in there, or do you want to continue to investigate? I'll investigate the rest of everything else before we have to deal with a large group of people who might want to monitor Play six feet up. Okay, you come around the corner and you go down this kind of tunnel entry type way, and as you get down to the base here, you stop. There are obviously two priests as well, but these guys aren't playing at it. These are priest priests, and with them is a shady looking man carrying a large bag of what looks like holy symbols, as well as two goons next to him. Roll initiative. Yeah. What are your highest for uh, a ten? Ten? Or you, Micah, if you want it. I'm gonna take the ten. It's better than a five. Okay. okay so Micah got a ten. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. All right. Eighteen. Hello. Uh, who is our guess? Three. Uh, one. Ten. All right. We will go ahead and start that. Um. Virgil, you are first. Okay. Um, they're all thumped together? Uh, no, they are. Uh, let me go ahead and let me draw this out on here. Alright, you guys entered from this direction. You've got um, one priest here, another dark priest talking to each other here. You've got the one guy loading up a bag of stuff next to some boxes. And then you've got his, the two goons that are sitting at the tables down there in the corner. So, then this is, they're about five, they would be in adjacent squares, um, they would be ten feet apart, they would be about ten, fifteen feet. Uh-oh. I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go for, uh, the dude who's loading up stuff. Okay. I'm just gonna run. Do I have, do they notice us? Yeah, yeah. They would have seen you guys as you saw them. Uh, that's a 27 to hit. Yes. Okay. That is 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, bonus action attack. That is a 18 to hit. Yes. And that is one point of damage. Ooh, he's dead. Heck no, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I Call it. All right. On to the enemies. Uh, I've never had to roll so many spells. <clears throat> All right. The two goons stand up from the table. They were caught off guard, so they draw their weapons and they advance, but that's as far as they get. So they would advance. Uh, Virgil, you were the first one to move up. They both advance on you. The uh, guy who's rifling through stuff turns around and stabs at you. He does so three times. All right. Now that he has allies within five feet, he will get sneak attack on that one. 
So, let me roll for the damage first. One, uh, one short sword will hit you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna uh, uncanny dodge the sneak attack. Okay, 24 total points on that attack. 24 total? Yeah, 24 total. So, half is 12. Yep, and then one of his other short sword attacks hits, uh, so 10 total on that. And then the two priests, the one is going to, I believe I need a constitution save from, one, two, three, Virgil. Six. Six. That does not pass. You are going to take... Is this poison-based? Necrotic-based. Okay. Uh, 22 points of necrotic damage from that attack. And then the other priest is going to cast Shield of Faith on the Master Thief. Or the, the guy that you attacked just a little bit ago. We then move on to Arla. Okay. First, I'm going to play my Ace of Clubs, which uh, lets me reroll my triple scales, but I don't want to, so I'm not going to. Yeah. It, that's not just me being silly. I, it, it's a choice thing. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really rude when I said it. Uh, and then, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then reroll one or two, saying crit on 19 and 20. Awesome. Um, and then that's a, that's a nine. Okay, that does not hit. No. Uh, well, wait, which one were you going for? I was going for one of those increase. Oh, yeah, never mind. Don't okay, that so, bonus action, draw a card. Okay. We then move on to... Luminea. Um, Alright, so I'd like to move to the square that is upper right of the white priest. Okay. And then um, I will cast Messenger of Flame. Alright. I will read from Xenothar's Guide of Everything. One action, uh, range self, concentration up to ten minutes. Flames race across your body, shedding bright light, the 30-foot radius and dim light, additional 30 feet for the spell's duration. Flames don't harm you until the spell ends. You gain following benefits. I will be immune to fire damage and have resistance to cold. Any creature that moves within five feet of me for the first time or ends its turn there takes D10 fire damage, Ooh, which I can augment. I'm about to You're gonna have to work around it. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to move into that spot. I'm coming into my own. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no, I can, I can actually avoid it. Never so, mind. any creature that moves within five feet of me for the first time, a turn, or ends its turn there, takes a D10 fire damage, and I can augment that with uh, my one of my uh, celestial pack abilities. I can use my action to create a line of 15, 15 feet long and five feet wide, extending from me in any direction I choose. Each creature in the line must take a dexterity saving throw, a creature that takes 48 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful Okay. So, um, I want to position myself right there. Yep. And then it's a diagonal line, all three of them, 15 feet straight. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, 5, 10, 15, yeah, you yep. can get so I'm going to group goon too. Okay. So then, uh, deck save on all of them? Let's see, yeah, it is a dexterity save, so 17. Okay, uh, one passes to fail. Okay, so the one... Those were 48, right? And I'm yep. going to say the Goon 2 is the one that passed since he's at the very end. Uh, 18, and I'll yep. add my Charisma modifier to it for 23. Okay. Uh, mathing is and hard. And you had taken the damage. Oh, yeah. I took like 44 points. 44? I took half The max point. I can do is 5D. As a bonus action, I will utilize Human's Light. I'm using 5 of my 12 dice to heal him. Oh, wow. Nice. That's 23. Nice. We're within 30 feet and it's 
Alright, we move on then to Tracy. We'll move up to next to uh, Arla. Alright. And uh, we're going to uh, Arcane Joust. Jeez. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you flash forward to the bore of speed before reappearing in your original location. Make a melee spe- spell attack on all creatures in a 30 foot long, 15 foot wide area emanating from you in a direction you choose. So go. straight down. Everyone but the Master Thief. Yep. Oh, wow. Everyone but the Master Thief. Holy cow. Okay, what kind of save? <laughs> no, it's a, it's, I make oh, a, attack uh, I make separate attack rolls against each of them. Okay, go ahead and let me know which one first. White Priest? White Priest. Okay. 16 to hit. 16 does not hit, no. Black Priest, 17 plus 4 plus 4 is 25 to hit. Yes. Uh, Goon 2... Making no beats. I'm also going to roll damage separately. Yep. I'm keeping it. Sure. Okay. Uh. <laughs> no. And Goon 1. <laughs> Today is not a good day for me. <laughs> Tracy, what? that makes more sense. A Russian penguin instead of a Dick Tracy. 5, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 points of damage to that priest. Okay. That did not go as well as I had planned. Well, if it makes you feel better, you brought him down the blank. Alright, back up to Clyde. I'm going to use my cunning action to disengage. Okay. And then I'm going to move up, and I'm going to attack the white priest. Alright. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. That is 11 points of slashing damage. Not too bad. And I'm gonna break out. So I'm gonna save the sneak attack for the next instance of damage. Okay. The War Priest. War Priest is going to channel his holiness and heal everybody. No. Yes. Everyone including us? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Alright, let me see. Um, guy. I know. It's lies! He's actually hurting them! Yes. He does lots and lots of healing to everybody. Yay. Then, yeah, yay! <laughs> then, the black Wait, priest... Is it starts their turn, or... Oh. So, is the white priest, is he ending his turn there? Uh, in, the, in the space next to me? Uh, he would need to, otherwise he's going to take three opportunity attacks. Okay, so, yeah. so as he ends his turn near me, he takes a d10 of fire damage okay. from my investiture flame and 66 so. sneak attack. Okay. 24. Plus 3, 27. Okay. I did one time to put that damage. Alright, the... He probably would have been better off taking the opportunity attack. <laughs> He's like, ow, it burns! Yeah. I, I could have I hit it pretty hard. Remember, my extra attack. I know, but I was being sarcastic. I know. I mean, either way, that dude was going to get hurt. <laughs> there's, there's no way. Heal again. Yeah, heal again, sir. <laughs> I dare you. I need uh, everybody. No. Yeah, everybody, because you're all immediately up there. Yeah. To give me a uh, constitution saving throw as this purplish death energy envelops the ground around you. Constitution? Yes, constitution. And this is a spell? Yes. Alright, so 
19. Okay. Second. Uh, okay, anybody that rolled less than a 15 takes 37 necrotic damage. Uh, passes half that, so it would 37? Be, yeah, 37. Um, it'd be half that, which would be, um, uh, I can't math right now. 18, thank you. 18, if you passed. Ooh. That hurts even if you did pass. Yep. Yeah. Alright, the two goons are going to move up. One is going to attack Arla, the other one is going to attack Tracy. You're making a big mistake. Mm. It's an attack. Okay. Okay, they make two long sword attacks. Or one long sword, one short sword. Alright, Tracy. Um, let's see. A 15 and a half one, so neither of those will hit. Arla. Jesus. I mean, uh, 13 and a 12. Uh, 13 and a 7. And 13. Okay, you take. Five points of piercing damage. And then the thief dude is going to sneak up to Clyde and attack you from behind. Three times a short sword. Uh, two of those will hit uh, 18 and uh, like 25. Okay. You will take. I'm assuming uncanny dodge on the big hit, the first one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two. Five plus, ouch, that's up. Eight, twelve, fourteen. So fourteen for the first hit. So reduced to seven. Yep. And then the other one was six. All right, and that is everybody on to Arla. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot what's the red circle. That was our starting area. Yeah, that was that just your start. starting. Okay. I have twenty-eight. That's it. I gotta say once again, I love that it's a bonus action to just throw dice for healing people. I'm about it. Those, uh, yeah, all those spells. And then that rope keeps sneaking back me. This is scary. Uh, mm. This is really right, so scary. That, they definitely defeated my ability to throw the lawn. Well done, Bob. Thank you. Is, are one of the priests still black? Hmm? Sorry, no. Yeah, we got Goon 1, yeah. Goon 2, the Thief, the Black Priest, and the White Priest. And keep in mind, uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of the thing, but I didn't. Before. When we finished our rest to start, you guys would have had 11 temporary hit points, and I would have had 7. Oh, 11? Oh, so, okay. Go ahead and just add them now. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they all would have been... I apologize for not starting that up. No, you're fine. So I'll get rid of them next round. Don't worry about it. Right. Well, technically, you've already gotten rid of them. Yeah. Mm. Alright. Um, you go ahead. Uh, Arlen, it's your turn. Alright. She pulls her insta-kill card. I wish. Oh, I would love that. Okay. I won. Dungeons and Dragons. I need three D twenty gets my three by Goon One. What now? By Goon One, I need him to roll three D twenty gets my three D twenty. Okay. Which one? Goon One. Goon One. A sixteen, a thirteen, and a six. Uh, you said a sixteen, a thirteen, and a six. Yes. Okay. I win that, because I won best two out of three. Okay. So he... I get a guaranteed crit on him. Nice! So that is 19 points of damage. Nice! (sighs) That was kind of fun. 
Like, I love cars that actually let me, like, gamble things. It's crazy. I love the gambler stuff. That kind of, you're either gonna get it or you're gonna get screwed. And then, for Goon 2, I need a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, that was a 19. Shoot. Okay. Bang. He passes. Bonus action. Draw my card. And then I am going to use the double of parole on. Shoot, it's an evil. So that you have to get rid of Yeah. Shoot, I wanted that one too. Ah. Or no, you put it back then. Oh, yeah. You don't actually draw it. Alright, on to Lumiere. 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 Yes. Lumiere. Luminea. Yes. Alright, so I can stay here. I can, I can move to get an opportunity attack and get in that corner there where I would be flanking with Quan. Uh, you you can take the opportunity. Yeah, you no, you move. can move. As long as you stay within five feet, you can shift anywhere around. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're already then, flanking with Quan. Well, yeah. But if I move down, down to here, that one, to there, if you move down to this one, you could flank both of them with Quan. Let me check any creature that moves within five feet before ends their turn. If I did that, I would end up putting Clyde in my Investor of Flame AoE, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. I could always disengage and try and get out. Because you're, 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 you're being flanked once five foot, and you might want to do that anyway, because you're being flanked like crazy yeah. right now. Yeah, I figured I'd either flank to the opposite side of the war priest up by Tracy. Alright, so how about if I move down to and over to the left one, where for my turn we're flanking them both, and then you can hop around? Yeah, I figured I'd move up to the north side of the white priest. There you go. Okay, yeah, so do that. Put me down there. And so I take no opportunity attacks in the meantime. Yep. Alrighty then. So, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and the white priest is who we've been working on. Yes. All this time. I'm going to go ahead and make my attacks against him. Okay. Uh, and we're flanking now. Uh, Thirsting Blade gives me two attacks when I attack with my pack weapons. First attack will be a 26. Yes. Second Actually, we'll, let's resolve that one. So now we go 26. Reroll both of those ones. And get uh, 5 plus 9 for 14. Okay. Second attack. Hit, uh, it'll be a 20 to hit. Yes. Okay. 4 plus 9 for 13. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I will spend another 5. Actually, how much are you down to? Um, with the temporary, it's not as bad. So. Okay. I'll still put 5 on to you. Okay. Um, 5, 8, 10, 13. Well, I only have two of those remaining. Alright, Tracy. Yeah, I'm you know what? We're just gonna do what Tracy do best. Kill everybody. Slappers. 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 <laughs> um, who is the biggest problem we're having? The thief or the black priest? I can't get the black priest. Not without serious repercussions. Oh, this could potentially hurt. You would have flanking on Goon Tool or uh, white priest without. I can't get. I can't get flanking on the thief. And with his decks, it would be I'd be swinging that here. So I think we're just gonna we're just gonna do some punch on the white priest. That's a punch. That is a twenty-seven to hit. Yes. Or quite as much as 
16 points of bludgeoning damage. Extra attack. That is a, sorry, 23 to hit? Yes. Or four or seven points of bludgeoning damage. Um, We're going to use... Oh, and actually, sorry, my exploit opening feature... That second attack will deal an additional six, seven, seven points of bludgeon damage on top of that. And our, uh, seize the chance. When I hit an enemy twice with weapon attacks, I can use my bonus action to make an additional attack against him. 21 to hit. Yes. Three, six, ten more points of bludgeon damage to it. Down to single digits. All right, we move on to Clyde. The good news is... He's either gonna take damage from my radiant ability when he stays in there, or he can take an opportunity to attack him. Or Clyde can just finish him off. Yeah, I'm gonna make uh, a first attack. Black Priest. That's a 21 to hit. Hits. And your modifier does more than that, so. Okay. So yeah, it yep, nice. kills the White Priest. Alright, and the uh, Shield of Faith also drops on the Master Thief. Ooh. Cool. Um. Uh, then I'm going to I'm going to shift back so I'm in between the Master Thief and the Black Priest. That, that way we get flanking on both of them. And then, right. then I get a bonus uh, That thief sucks. I'm going to attack the thief. Okay. Actually, that uh, doesn't matter. Um, or it's, you got put down, it doesn't matter. It's not an either or thing. The exploit open just happens when I hit with the second attack. Cool. Uh, I'm going to actually attack the black. Okay. Bonus attack. That is a 23 to hit? Yes. That's five points of slashy damage. Alright. And I'm going to break out. Okay. Uh, would you have used your sneak attack die, though, on the first priest? It's up to you. You said I, he died no matter what happened. Yeah, I know, but that's very meta. Would you have used your sneak attack on the first priest? If not, that's totally fine. No, Knowing I'm, that he was very damaged. No, if he was very damaged, I was going to attack and then, and, then shift. Okay. and then shift over. If, you know, if he didn't die, then I would have done it. But he died beforehand. Yo, from the... And going off of what Virgil's displayed so far... He could choose to hold on to that for the next attack. Yep. Okay, um, he is going to use up one of his fifth level spell slots. And he reaches out. Counterspell. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell? <laughs> the rogue is counterspelling. Counterspell's called my, my sword to the side of your face. Yes. <laughs> Alright, he reaches out a clawed hand at you, Virgil. Yeah, it definitely hits. And... And he rips the still-beating heart from your chest. Yes, exactly. He deals to you 19 points of necrotic damage, and your life regenerates some of his wounds. Alright, the two goons uh, are going to thunk their respective targets about the head and shoulders. Twice shoulders. Uh, neither of those will hit you, Tracy. 
Uh, yeah, because you're supposed to You're going to have to do better than that, yeah. boys. One of those will hit you, Hope. But not that good. Yeah. You take seven points of slashy damage. Out of curiosity, does the paper learn it for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping so. Uh, and then the thief is going to go ahead and keep attacking you, Clyde. Uh, three attacks once again, and he has an ally within five feet. Oh god, a nat one, a two, and a nine plus seven, but still. Does that one hit? Is that a 16? Yeah. I have 17. Ah! Nice. Ah. All three attacks Woo. miss. We are then on to Bernie. Oh, yes. Totally forgot. Our left. Oh, for the, the Black Priest? Yeah, the Black Priest. Yeah, the Black Priest at the end. Yes. He, he maintained his, uh. He maintained his. Yes, he did not so. Uh, so that'd be nine for fire damage. Holy! <laughs> twenty-six. Jesus Christ! Total? Yeah. On no, top no, of his nine. Thirty-five total. Thirty-five total. That, that brings is him so bad that you can just add that much fire damage. Yeah, I know that drops him below bloody by a ways. That totally negated everything that he healed plus some. Alright, Arla and his um, um, And I, I apologize for yeah, not catching fine. this at the time because this is one of the brand new abilities. Um, and I wasn't for sure that it qualified until now. Yes. Um, as far as Sentinel, uh, when a creature in within five feet of me mm-hmm. attacks another target other than myself, I can use a reaction to make an attack against them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, would I be allowed to do that against the Black Priest when he attacks? Uh, since he did a melee, does it uh, make a spell you attack? A spell? Uh, it says attacks. So I'm not for sure if that would qualify. Like you, I, I see where you're going. If it's a spell, yeah, then it's not. Because he's not using the attack action. He's yeah. casting a spell. And I kind of feel like that can go either way. I almost feel like a I'm spell. gonna allow it on this one because it was a melee spell attack. It was vampiric touch, so he would have been. So go well, ahead and make because your attack. You do make a spell attack, but it has to be. It's kind of the equivalent of the melee touch attack. Yeah. Okay, so that'll, go ahead. that'll work. Yep. And we're thinking this. Would then that I was gonna say would that sneak attack apply to that instead? Yeah, it would have, but it's not gonna matter okay. because just different. Type he, of yeah, game. he doesn't have any kind of resistance. Or so nineteen plus nine for twenty-eight. Yes, and so close to twenty. Um, three, four, four, four. Uh, eight plus nine, seventeen. Okay, he is still standing, but only by singles. All right, on then to our love. I'm going to create a duplicate of myself. HP for that. Okay. Where'd you go? There and there. Yeah. And then, can I move just like adjacent so we can get flanking on the second one? Yes, you can. Okay, so then I want to do that and then attack him. Uh, the one that's been attacking you or the other? To get flanking, you need to get yeah. advantage. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Actually, so, we, we already have flanking on the second goon. They already have 90 degrees. Oh, oh yeah, you already are. You're fine. Oh. You don't have to move. Oh, that's right. It's 90. It doesn't have to be 180. Yep. Okay. Well, awesome because that's a crit. Awesome? Yeah. I was going to say that one was too because I was going to freak out if it was. But, so that's a crit. <laughs> um, 15 points of damage. All right. And then bonus action to draw my card. And that's all I'm going to do. Okay. Luminea. I'll go ahead and make my uh, step 90 degrees, and I'm 90 degrees, uh, 45 degrees to the upper left. Okay. Moving in so that I'm, yeah, flanking both the thief and the black priest. Okay. Should I make both my attacks on the thief and just 
just let the... That's what I have to do. Let that Black Priest just deal with the fact that he's on fire. I can make one attack against him, guarantee that he goes down, and then make my next attack against the priest. So you moved up next to me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. We'll attack the Black Priest. Wow! Um, I may not actually hit him with that. Uh, 18. Yes, that will hit. Awesome. So 6 plus 9 becomes 15. Boom! He goes down. Alright. Alright, so next attack against the thief. Um, 27. Yes. Um, uh, 19 damage. Alright. Okay. Unfortunately, that means that both of you are currently hit by not one investiture, but Tracy. I am going to. Uh, is it like? Is it whenever you make whenever an attack is made against someone who isn't you? Sentinel triggers when when an enemy that is in five feet of me attacks someone other than myself. Sentinel triggers. I am going to back up ten feet. Okay, and you'll take two opportunity attacks. Oh, I see. Actually, actually, moving back, <laughs> I to directly. Okay. So I'll take I'll take the two opportunity attacks, but that will trigger his sentinel. Now, okay. opportunity attacks, you only get one, right? Yep, one per turn. That's your reaction. But you can pick which one because didn't you just do it's one? It's been his turn. Oh, it has been his turn. Yep. So you'd get another one. Yep. Alright, so, uh, Micah, one of those will... Yes, the thief will hit, the goon will not. So, thief does, uh, two plus seven, I think. Um, plus four, so you take six points. Okay. Um, so, now, and that's, that happens when you move, they attack, when they attack triggers my sentinel. So I will now attack the thief. Uh, twenty? Yes. 11 plus 9 for 20 damage. Nice. Alright, we are going to Grasp of the Wind. So, uh, it's a 20 foot range, so I think I can get everybody. It's each yep. creature I choose within 20 feet of me. Yep. Must make a strength save. Alright, the red one is the thief, and the two other ones the goons. Thief rolled a two, one of the goons passed. I'm going to say the far corner. That was what I actually wanted to pull. Uh, so no. they're going to get pulled 15 feet in a straight line towards me. Okay. They're also going to take 4d8 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Just the two that failed? Yep. Okay. Oh, actually, on a success, they'll take... The one who succeeded will take half of this. Okay. 16. So the two that failed will take 19 bludgeoning damage. The one that succeeded will take half. Okay. That, was no, a, that would be good, too. Yep. Player. And that was a bonus action to cast that. Nice. Good <laughs> So, for my action, I'm going to attack the thief. Okay. Holy crit! Holy so, that's going to be, uh... Yahtzee! I rolled one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be amazing. That'll be 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And my extra attack is a 20-something yes. to hit, which will deal 7 points of bludgeoning damage plus an additional 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Boom! Dead. And I'm going to use my exploit. I can't, actually, I can't, because he's, uh... There's no point in, in making him not suck. You flapper slap. 
him as he gets as he as he is flying towards you. You took inspiration from your allies, having clotheslined that last enemy. You stick out one of your flapper slappers as you pull him towards you and just bam, clothesline him to the ground, and you finish him off savagely. And so that was action bonuses movement. All right, we're good. <laughs> All right. We move on then to Clyde. I'm gonna run up to the goon that's by uh, Arla. Yep. And I'm gonna slash him. That's a 23 to hit. Yes. That is nine points of slashing. Alright. And I'm going to. I'll break out. Why not? I'll break out. So that's going to be my turn. Alright. We then move on to. Uh, the enemies. The two goons that are left. One is going to attack Tracy, one is going to attack Carla. I need a wisdom save. Okay. They attack me. Uh, 11. Nope. They oh. attack me, I think. Alright, the one hits with uh, 18 plus whatever. Uh, so does it take damage, or yes, does it disappear? it does take damage. Alright, does it have hit points, or does it just automatically disappear? Uh, it has 9 hit points right now. Alright. And it now has 4 less. Yay! Okay, we then Goon 2 attacks Tracy. Uh, one of those will hit. Six points. Yeah, it's plus three, 18. Yeah, see that. Alright. It hasn't been my turn, so I don't, I can't do that again. Because so, I've had my opportunity attack. Yes. Arla. I love Sentinel. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. Arla, it is your turn. Alright, I'm just gonna make a regular attack against the Goblin. That is. Oh. A 12? Yes. Awesome. That is 5 points of damage. Alright. I'm gonna reuse my reaction to reroll some of them. I was not up to. So 26 additional points it of damage. Dies. Then I'm going to draw a card in and I'm Alright. Luminea. Um, at the end of that move's turn, if he doesn't move, he will take uh, yeah, he, fire damage from my. He did not move. So we did fire damage for seven damage. Alright. Probably a little bit. And then should I swing a hand for two weeks plus nine per or should I shoot that nine? Get it for a possible four eight plus one. Ah, let's swing. He doesn't like a swing on guys. Alright. Wait a minute. Hey! Uh, Sounded a little. Edit that out? <laughs> no. Thanks no, for joining, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that'll be 25 to hit. Yes. 11 plus 9 for 20. He's dead. Alright. You cleave his head from his shoulders. Alright. You are able to very quickly gather up all of their craft that you need for proof as you're starting to hear noise coming from the other direction and you guys haul ass out of that temple and back over to the temple of Timora. You are, of course, lavishly gifted for helping out uh, oh, yeah. the temple. And this is where we will end this week. Huzzah! Say goodbye, everybody! Bye, everybody! Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. 
Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website, along with links to all the material, at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.